0: We are in Ksubis Ain Aleph on 71b with a new Mishnah, beginning a new Mishnah, again on continuing the, the overall topic of what happens in different scenarios and situations where either the husband takes an oath uh, to prevent his wife from doing something which is essential for the marriage or uh, definitely uh, a key part of the marriage um, or what happens if the wife takes an oath and the husband agrees to it, accepts it, what would happen in these various situations. So says the Mishnah, So, if the husband takes an oath upon his wife and says that she cannot uh, go to her father's home, she cannot walk to her father's home, go back to her parents' home, so if the husband is living in the city together with his wife, so if it's only for a month, so that's not uh, that's not uh, deserving of getting divorced because of it, so they could stay married. However, if it's more than a month, so then uh, they would have to get divorced, and he would have to give her a ksuba. He would have to give her the money uh, for the ksuba money after they get divorced. However if he is in a different city once he's in a different city so then it is normal for the wife to go back to um her parents at least for the holidays for the regalim for the shells regalim for pesach chavuos and Sukkis. Uh, that's a time of family time and so therefore it is uh, normal to if he's not around to go back to to his, her parents so if he says just for one holiday so then that's, uh, okay, they could stay married for it. But if it's for, for three, so then that's deserving of getting divorced. Now the Gemara will ask, what happened to two? It goes from one to three. One, they could stay married. Three, they would have to get divorced. What about if it is two? What if it's for two holidays? And he says that she cannot be with her parents. For two holidays, what would the law be? So we'll see that in the Gemara in a few minutes. Next case. The person takes an oath upon his wife and says that she cannot uh, go into a base of that she cannot go to a different uh, social gatherings, whether it's a shiva home or whether it's a wedding, she cannot go there. So that's, uh, he, she cannot lock her up in the house uh, and... Uh, Prevent her from going outside. That's deserving of a divorce document. Now, just to point out, the Rambam, when he discusses this law, he does say that uh, we have to allow our wives to uh, the wives to uh, go outside and to uh, be involved uh, socially in social gatherings. Uh, he says in his day they went outside once or twice a month. Obviously, uh, times have changed. Responsibilities in the home have become more efficient and uh, time-saving, so there's much more opportunities for them to go outside, and so therefore, uh, they you, one cannot prevent them from having a, a healthy and normal social life. Um, so if they do so, so then they have to get divorced. However, if he says the reason why he says this is not because he wants to prevent her from having from a social life, but it's a it's a bad chevra, it's a bad group of people which can influence and impact her. Uh, in a way that specifically seems to be about um sexual immorality so then then he could do that uh, but if it's not for those, those reasons so then he cannot prevent her from going outside the way uh, some of the commentators explain this case is referring to a little bit of a different uh take than what we're used to it's where uh, the wife, let's say, takes an oath that uh she will not uh, let's say, <coughs> get any benefit from being uh physically intimate, which is not allowed, but she says she that's what she says. The husband then uh annuls he has the ability to annul that vow. So she he annuls the vow, but it's on a condition, it's on the following condition that she has to say something to somebody else. She has to say something specific to somebody else uh some some something that uh, he told her that she told him uh but basically it's uh annulling the vow rejecting the vow on a, a certain condition uh so if he does that so then um because it's on a condition so then they would have to get divorced okay i think we will discuss that case in greater detail uh in uh in a later daf Okay, so asks the Gemara, The Gemara says, in the first case of the Mishnah, where the husband takes an oath and says that his wife cannot go, she cannot go to her parents' home. And we said that if he's not around, if he's not living there, so then, if it's for the first holiday, for the first regal, so then they can stay married. But if it's for three holidays, he says that he, she cannot go for three holidays, then they have to get divorced. What about two? Uh, what about two? Uh, from the beginning, it sounds like two, they would have to get divorced. From the second uh, phrase, it sounds like if they're two, they could stay married. What's the law? Whereas two answers. Amar Abaye Abaye says, Seifas on the Kohenetz, Rabbi essentially says that the Mishnah is following the position of Rabbi Hudahe. Rabbi Huda from the previous Mishnah, if uh, you recall, differentiates between uh, the wife of a Yisrael, of a non-Kohen, and the wife of a Kohen, because a Kohen... Uh, once they get divorced, they cannot remarry. A Cohen is not allowed to marry somebody who was previously divorced, even if it's own wife that he divorced. He cannot remarry her. So therefore, we want to give it a little bit more time, a little bit more time, because we want to really make sure that this is not going to work out, because they cannot remarry. And as such, uh, if it's uh, if it's the wife of a non-Cohen, so then once there's two months or more than a month, they would have to get divorced. But if it's the wife of a Cohen, uh, or sorry, really two holidays. I meant to say two holidays. Once it's two holidays, they have to get divorced. But if it's wife of Kohen, so we really, really want to make sure that uh, this marriage cannot last. And so therefore, we'll give them two holidays. If, they, if, he, if he takes an oath and says she cannot get benefit for two holidays, so then they can stay married. But once it's three, so then Rebihut agrees that they would have to get divorced. That's all one position of Abaye. Rabbah bar Lokasha Kambisha Rabahullah says it depends. It depends. There's different ways to really understand this line. But one approach is if she's used to going to her parents' home, so then if uh, the oath is for two holidays, they would have to get divorced. If she's not used to, if it's not something, she's not running after her parents' home all the time, so then to say it for two, uh, to refrain for two holidays, that's uh, not crazy. But for three holidays, that's already too much. That's for a whole year of holidays between Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. That is already too much. Okay, and the Gemara now concludes this will be a shorter um class the the, the Gemara concludes with um uh, ideas about uh marriage uh basically uh, the possibly the verse is talking about where the kala is uh in her Husband's home and her in-laws' home, but, uh, she, she always wants to go back and schmooze and talk, um, and, and discuss praises with her parents' home. Another passing liver says that it'll, there'll be a day where we refer to Hashem as Ishi, as, uh, as a, a language of marriage and not just a language of being engaged. The <inaudible> Rabbi Yochanan explains this is referring to the equivalent of a kala, of a bride who is fully married and living with her husband. Uh, the, the literal translation is with her in-laws, but it really means with her husband and not uh, as being engaged and she's living with her parents' home and the husband is living in his parents' home. No, uh, the ultimate uh, praise that we want to have is, uh, the ultimate situation that we want to have is where we are fully married, fully married with Hashem totally involved with Hashem and that's what we ask for for when Mashiach will come. Okay, this is much a much shorter class, but we are towards the top with the very last line of Ayin Aleph and Bay 71B towards heading towards the top of Ayin Bayin Aleph 72A.